Run Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked on Cardinals, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day, Alex Clancy, Bo Brock. Uh, This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Follow Bo at Bob Brack, B-O-B-R-A-C-K. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Subscribe to YouTube. Our numbers are are jumping up. And uh, Bo did a podcast solo last week because, you know, we both have full-time jobs. So I was unable to attend, and I think it's a coincidence that that's the number one hit so far uh, for <laughs> most views. Um, we're still trying to figure out the the you know the elixir on how to get most exposure on YouTube. It's a work in progress. Still, we're still pretty new at it. But thank you to everybody who's subscribing, whether we're doing it live or premiering um, podcasts that we recorded earlier. Um, we're we're almost two hundred subscriptions and and in subscribers. And how long? Less than two months. Yeah, not even. Yeah, not even close to two months. I mean, as far as my video having the most hits, nobody's surprised. I do have a big family, but uh, you know. That, that, <laughs> well, that, listen. Into it. You did post it at five p.m., so maybe people needed something to fall asleep to. I mean, I feel like that's exactly what it was. I didn't want right. to do that this early, especially. So we've got a huge show today. Number one, we put out a poll yesterday that brought really, really interesting results back from you. Um, who? Of the signees this offseason needs to have the biggest impact in 2021 for the Cardinals to up their win total from 2020. Rodney Hudson, A.J. Green, J.J. Watt, Malcolm Butler. We'll talk about that in the second segment. Third segment, this was a listener request. Robert Alford, who the hell is he? Can he be a cornerback one? Bo did some digging, and we'll talk about that. But first, this is – you have rivals – you have teams you don't like, whether they're interdivision or your family doesn't like them when you were growing up, whatever. You never want to see guys get hurt. You know, that's something that you just you just don't want to see. And if you do, you're inhumane. The people saying, you know, break your leg, you, you shouldn't be allowed to watch a game. Cam Akers uh, tore his Achilles. Star running back, second half of last season for the Rams. Unfortunately for him, this has huge implications on the Arizona Cardinals and the rest of the NFC West. Budding star, um, Achilles, are, it, it's kind of a freak thing. It's not like you could have no injury history and you could pop your Achilles at any point. I say it flippantly, but bad injury, it takes a year and a half sometimes to recover from. And we see it in the NBA where some guys are never the same. Like Kevin Durant was an anomaly that he came back and he's the same as he was. But Bo, feel bad for the kid. They no longer have Cam Akers. They still have Daryl Henderson, Malcolm Butler. I wonder if they'll bring Todd Gurley back. That should be interesting to think about at this point. Where, How does this shift the hierarchy of the NFC West, if at all? I think it certainly does. I mean, you've got a guy that you were prepared to just uh, pretty much hand over RB1 status to in Cam Akers, and we saw, as you mentioned, at the end of last season, he was awesome for them. He was part of their kind of resurgence at the end of the season, why they had so much success as far as running the football, the play action, who mat- no matter who was behind uh, under center, whether it was Jared Goff or John Walford, they could hang their hat on that run game. And now I'm just kind of looking at Sosa Kremenges' timeline. He's the host of Lockdown Rams, and 
he's starting to kick the tires on guys like Chris Thompson, who has experience playing with McVay in Washington, Adrian Peterson, Bo Scarborough. I know you're a fan of Scarborough, but you know, there's a reason he's available. Duke Johnson. And then uh, Sosa basically just saying that Daryl Henderson vaults back to RB1 for the Rams. And that's, look, that's a big downgrade. That is. And I, I think with the not being able to, I mean, Cam Akers was a guy, what was he, a second-round pick out of Florida State? That he was, sounds right. That they were going to rely upon to get some big-time carries, a, a huge volume of carries, and take a big, big, big uh, just chunk of pressure off the shoulders of the new, new quarterback in Matthew Stafford. I think it's a massive hit for them. I mean, as far as not only do they lose a guy who's dynamic as far as running the football, but also just the depth as far as what they like to do in running the football. It's a massive hit. We're not spiking the football at all uh, here covering the Arizona Cardinals, as you mentioned. Right. But uh, as far as when you're preparing to face the Rams, you don't have to prepare to face this big-time running back anymore. That uh, There was a ton of hype behind going to this season. You know Whether it's just playing the game or fantasy football, Cam Akers was a big name, and it's unfortunate for the young man. Yeah, for sure. Um, Daryl Henderson kind of has a James Robinson feel to him. Out of Jacksonville, where it's like, I know James Robinson's younger, but it's like, where the hell did this kid come from? And what Daryl Henderson did before Cam Akers kind of supplanted him towards the end of the year, he was an RB1 fringe. Like, he was a fantasy darling. Sure, him and Malcolm, Malcolm Brown, like, if you put both of them together, they're a great running back. But you kind of picked where you are in the field, who's the, who's the hot hand, et cetera. It was definitely running back by committee. But you're right. I mean, you'd rather have Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson. Now, this is the worst possible thing offensively, in my opinion, that could happen with Matthew Stafford under center. What Matthew Stafford has never had in his career is a solid run game. Ever. Ever. Like, it was, they punted. Their big get a couple of years ago was LeGarrette Blount. Bo Scarborough was there in Detroit with him. Bo Scarborough was a fantasy darling for about four weeks. If you watched him at Alabama... If Jalen Hurts could throw the ball then, Bo Scarborough probably was, would have been a first or second round pick. But because Jalen Hurts was the number one option on the ground pretty much in Alabama, Bo Scarborough kind of fell by the wayside, in my opinion at least. He's a huge dude. Bo, defensively, is this a drop back into coverage and make Matthew Stafford throw interceptions like he's been known to do? Or is this a blitz all night situation to try and get Stafford tiptoeing outside of the pocket? Yeah, you, you shouldn't have to uh, really be too scared of the play action any longer. I mean, you could pretty much set up your pass defense and try to take care of business. I mean, it's Cooper Cup, it's Robert Woods. That's what your main that's that's your main fear yeah. as a defense now. I mean, it's I was looking at a chart and Cooper Cup is seven eleven. He's he's the <laughs> most open wide receiver in the NFL, and it's not even close. And you know who's not a big slouch at that either? Robert Woods. Though, as far as duos can, are concerned, those guys are fantastic. And I mean, I don't. I think even before the Acres injury, you knew that that's probably your number one priority in slowing down the Rams' offense. But now you can you can focus on that. Uh, hopefully, you just have the guys, the horses that can can do that for you for the Arizona Cardinals. But now you don't have to worry as much. Jared Goff looked like an like a Pro Bowl quarterback every time he faced the Arizona Cardinals because of that play action and the one and the way that Sean McVay employed it. Uh, you can hopefully hopefully this just kind of takes that back a little bit because th when people talk about Matthew Safford and the resurgence that they were predicting for him going from just this futile franchise in Detroit to LA and, and couple and 
and teaming up with Sean McVay was that run game, as you mentioned. And now they're talking about both Sky- Scarborough and Adrian Peterson. Those were his running backs the last couple of seasons in Detroit, along with DeAndre yeah. Swift. He's like, my God, I can't avoid this. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's look, the Arizona Cardinals are unfortunately going to benefit from this as far as the, the NFL is a game you feel for a guy like Cam Akers. For sure. In 2-2 Atwell, we trust if you're a Rams fan. Alex Clancy, Bull Rock, Locked on Cardinals. Coming up next, we will deep dive into the poll that we talked about, that we posted yesterday at Locked on AZ Cards. Brought back some interesting results. That's next, Locked on Cardinals. First, Bo, game six. Big game for the Phoenix Suns uh, tonight. They're dogs, as you can imagine. And if you want to put any sort of cheese on tonight's game, Bet Online is where you want to go. Bet Online, fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. We've been talking about it last year, this year, et cetera. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball. Again, I every time I do this live read, I wish that baseball was my favorite sport. But wasn't fa- baseball your favorite sport for a while growing up? But like you oh, were yeah. a ridiculous Orioles fan. The fact that Please you don't could watch me. Well, I mean, yeah, Camden Yards, at least there's a saving grace. It's right. near the harbor. It's Camden Yards. It's one of the best, it's one of the best stadiums uh, out of the out of the 30. I wish that baseball was my favorite sport because you could legitimately bet on it like March Madness. It's six months of baseball wall-to-wall. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get in the game. As teams prep for their runs to the playoffs, I know that the All-Star break just happened with Major League Baseball, but playoffs are going to be here before you know it. Go to the website or use a mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code Locked On. Again, go to the website or use your mobile device to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, second segment Alex Clancy, Bo Brock. Follow him at Bob Brock. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you to everybody who listens. Um, I think everybody in Phoenix here is rooting for the Suns tonight. Uh, woo! It's going to be a tall task. Scott Foster, the interest. So Scott Foster's refereeing, but Bo. Scott Foster's number, you know, referees have numbers, obviously. I didn't realize this. Scott Foster's number is 48, which is a total mind screw because Arizona is mm-hmm. the 40th state of the union. And Chris Paul cannot win a game with Scott Foster refereeing. But what a better way for Chris Paul to completely circumvent the whole storyline around his career than to win a game that Scott Foster is refereeing on the road and come home and bring a championship to Phoenix in game seven. What's the stat? Is he 0 and 12 or is it? 0 yeah, I think it's 0 and 12. That's brutal. And is that just playoff games or that's just career playoff games? I believe. Oh, no, he's he's been refereed by much more than that. Okay, but playoff games. A, a chunk of them was in Houston. Like yeah. that was where this really kind of came to light. But see, uh, Suns and seven got to change. <laughs> I mean, we just got to stick with the math here. All right. So we put a poll out yesterday at Locked on AZ cards on Twitter and Normally, we'll put polls out just for fun and 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 kind of see where everybody's at. And usually, we kind of mirror what everybody says because it's really just groupthink. It's it's crowdsourcing to see what people think. It's interesting what came back. Uh, the tweet was: the Cardinals have had an active offseason. Of these four agent, four free agent signings, which player needs to have the biggest impact in 2021 in an effort to up the Cardinals' win total from 2020? The four options obviously were the four big signings: Rodney or trades, Rodney Hudson. J.J. Watt, A.J. Green, and Malcolm Butler. Bo, you answer this before I tell you what the uh, poll results were. Of those four, who needs to have the biggest impact? Uh, who who needs to and who's going to? I think that's probably two yeah, different who answers. Who needs to is the verbiage. 
Yeah, I think uh, who needs to would be big for it'd be Malcolm Butler. Yeah, as far as solidifying the defensive secondary because there's so many unknowns. But I think as far as who's going to make the biggest impact is going to be Rodney Hudson on that offensive line. I mean, no longer are we going to have the days of Mason Cole being ineffective, no impact, being their starting center, and then turning his head and getting called for a false start penalty twice in, what, back-to-back games. I No longer are we going to see that anymore. It's going to really just be the guy holding things down, being the coach on the field, and calming down your third-year quarterback, Kyler Murray, as they you know hopefully march up and down the field. And this offense finally kind of finds itself uh, under Cliff Kingsbury in year three. Yeah, and it's interesting. I agree with you. It should be Malcolm Butler. Who needs to? It's Malcolm Butler because he's out there on an island. Right. And we'll talk about Robert, Robert Alford in the, in the third segment. People are have this excitement of the unknown with Robert Alford. Watch some old tape, man. Don't let the pick six in the Super Bowl mar your judgment on what Robert Alford has done as a cornerback in the NFL during his tenure. It's. I think it should have been a landslide for Malcolm Butler, who will – and the interesting part before I think of who will, because who will is Rodney Hudson. I mean, in my opinion, because he's the most, he's in the perfect spot to make the biggest impact. Who will make the biggest impact, especially, in, you know, in a war conversation, win above replacement, he's going to be a much, he's a huge upgrade from, uh, from Mason Cole. You could make an argument for all four of these guys, though, who needs to. Rodney Hudson, obviously, because you're protecting Kyler Murray. J.J. Watt, because you need to mirror the pass rush output from last year. If you're going to, you know, cover up the shortcomings in the secondary in the cornerback room, AJ Green, because you need to be able to throw the ball to somebody else other than DeAndre Hopkins, and the offense needs to be the strength of this team. So AJ Green needs to have the biggest impact. And then Malcolm Butler, obviously, for the for the uh comments you just said, 50% said Rodney Hudson needs to have the biggest impact. I, and I think yeah. In the poll. I mean, again, if anybody won this. You could validate it. And the wide receiver room is probably the toughest because you already have DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray can make mountains out of a molehill with, with lesser talent. We've seen it. But yeah, Rodney Hudson, that's he's the spine. He's the anchor of this offensive line now. And as the offensive line goes, Kyler Murray's going to go. And as Kyler Murray goes, the Cardinals go. Uh, who, who voted for AJ Green? I, I'm actually kind of curious. But I, I, did. I, I think you did. You think yeah. AJ Green. When I mentioned, I I saw this chart about Cooper Cup and Robert Woods that I mentioned it, and it's just the it's wide receivers getting open. And you talk about being on an island. There's Cooper Cup who's at the top of this chart, and it's absurd how open he is on each and down every down. At the very other end of that spectrum is AJ Green. AJ Green is that from last year? Yeah, okay. 2020. He just struggled to get open. Hopefully that changes when he's in the new offense with Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray throwing him the football and DeAndre Hopkins you know, obviously being the uh, emphasis of defense's attention. But, man, I, I think uh, hopefully it, to be at the very bottom, it, it's kind of sobering as far as what your expectations are for A.J. Green. But then there's there's talent in that in that receiving room. Rodney Hudson, you know, I, I, as I said, I, I you we could talk about it till we're blue in the face and be excited about it, and I don't think it's going to really – really tell how big of an impact he's actually going to make. I think he's going to just be fantastic for this offensive line. And you can talk about it as much as you possibly can and still be sleeping on it because it, it's huge. It's huge for the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. no, I mean, and we'll see it not only with Kyler Murray, but how big of a gap that a gap is going to be in, yeah. like on, on, in goal line, in goal line packages. 
if James Conner can waltz in like yeah. he, like they weren't able to do last year where you have to kind of push the pile or jump over or, or bounce outside, which all has potential for yardage loss. If you can open up the middle of the field on a goal line in a goal line package, that's really where the bread's buttered, obviously, and also protecting Kyler Murray. But with AJ yeah. Green, really quick before we move on, we got a couple minutes here. Yeah. I, I would be pressed to think that DeAndre Hopkins isn't at the top of that list either. Some receivers don't need space to be effective. You know, you some guys rely on their speed. Usually that's smaller guys. Julio Jones doesn't need space. He's big. He's obviously on the faster side of the spectrum. DeAndre Hopkins is one of the slower wide receiver ones in the league. It doesn't matter. Get to your spot, turn around, catch the ball, you win. And A.J. Green's kind of the same. He's obviously lost much of his burst. But you can't teach 6'4", you can't teach those hands, and you can't teach him being able to run every route in the route tree. And I do not think that Joe Burrow having a love affair with T. Higgins is a false, I mean, is a is an implication upon A.J. Green. And then you have Ryan Finley at the tail end of the season when the season was lost. Sure, he was injured. Sure, he's been injured in recent history. But if you yeah. use him properly and he doesn't have any pressure on him really to succeed, it's a one-year, man, that didn't work, move on. I feel like, and sure, maybe there's some, some nostalgia here, but you're going to see a couple things. If you Would you rather have A.J. Green or Larry Fitzgerald right now for on-field production? Because uh, he took Larry Fitz's spot. I would probably take Fitz just because he knows the offense. Okay. But, but just I, talent I perspective, you know what it, I mean? It's like, probably a coin flip. It's probably okay. a coin flip. Sure. He's younger, obviously, five years younger. I get it. Yeah. But, I, I mean, and I could be completely wrong, dude. Like, I'm going to draft him in every fantasy league in the 12th round. <laughs> I am. But let me tell you this. The first – I was looking at this. The first three games of the Arizona Cardinals season, like, if their offensive numbers – they better be bonkers. Because I was looking as far as their first, the first team they play, the Tennessee Titans, and they revamped their secondary. The main cog in their secondary is now a member of the Arizona Cardinals. The Titans gave up the second most touchdown passes in the NFL last year at 36. They gave up 4,500 yards passing, which was fourth in the NFL as well. They play the Vikings. They gave up 30 touchdown passes, 4,200 yards in the air. And the Jaguars, third week of the season, they gave up 34 touchdowns and over 4,000 yards as well. Kyler Murray in this offense is going to go off in the first three games of the season. Hopefully. It doesn't matter if it's AJ Green or Rondell Moore or Christian Kirk, whoever's up, somebody's going to get fed. Somebody's going to see have some big numbers. Uh, hopefully, the the you know it's going to be if the offense can continue that toward pace. And if they don't, then we're going to know you know Cliff Kingsbury's seat gets a little bit hotter. That is and has been my Armageddon scenario. They start two and four, and Cliff Kingsbury gets fired. Because that ruins the entire year. Unless Vance Joseph can do a, a Romeo Cronell or these guys that these assistant coaches that come in and just revamp. Like Romeo Cronell did it with Houston a couple years ago or Kansas City. He did it with some team a couple years ago where they went on this sick run right after the coach got fired. I think it was Houston after Bill O'Brien got fired. Nah, last year. Did Bill O'Brien get fired mid year? It doesn't matter. But yeah. there are assistant coaches that come in and can just do it. Probably. And, I don't know. Yeah, but we're hoping that Cliff Kingsbury doesn't get fired week five or week six because that would be our absolute Armageddon. Alex Clancy, Bob Rock, Lockdown Cardinals. Follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Please go like, subscribe to YouTube. Uh, you can find us anywhere. Uh, podcasts are found. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, etc. Coming up next, Robert Alford under the microscope. Bo's got some numbers that aren't going to make you too happy. That's coming up next. But first, Rock Auto I talked about at the beginning of the show. RockAuto.com. 
He's my favorite child of sponsors that we talk about. Every parent's got a favorite child. And it, I, I believe Bo's parents' favorite child was Bo. I, I, have to, I have to believe that. I have to believe that because I went to pick something up from his brother once and his brother didn't answer the door. So <laughs> I drove 45 minutes each way to get 45. something. It completely blew me off. Blew me off. So Bo's got to be the favorite child. And that was totally my fault. I'm totally kidding. RockAuto.com is a family-owned business. They've been online for 20 years. You don't have to go to a chain storefront to find the parts you need for your car, whatever it is. You know, tail lamps, carpet, paint, whatever. RockAuto.com has got you covered. The prices are reliably low. It doesn't matter if it's for your daily driver or for your weekend convertible. RockAuto.com has got you covered. The prices are the same for manufacturers and do-it-yourselfers so you don't get upcharged. Go to RockAuto.com. It's the best. Go to RockAuto.com. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box, so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right. This is going to be an uncomfortable conversation. We've had a couple of these this offseason, but there's been so much excitement around signings, Patrick Peterson leaving, Larry Fitzgerald up in the air, et cetera, that we didn't really have to talk about this, but we're going to have to talk about it now. Um, Bo, I will let you give the shout-out to one of our listeners who wants to talk about this. Yeah. And give him the answer that we don't want to hear about Robert Alford. Yeah, we just don't know a whole lot about Robert Alford. He got released by the Atlanta Falcons back in the, at the end of the 2018 season. He comes over and then he's promptly out each of the seasons following that 2019 and 2020. The Arizona Cardinals released him this offseason and then re-signed him to a lot smaller deal. Uh, our guy, RJ and Yuma on Twitter, he asked, like, let's, let's break down Robert Alford. We don't know much about this cornerback. Uh, even though he's pretty much been given now three consecutive seasons that are, are that cornerback two spot. He's going to be playing opposite uh, Malcolm Butler. And look, Robert Alford was released by the Atlanta Falcons, one, because he was making too much money, and two, his production was not there. It wasn't where it had to be. He was absolutely just uh, – he, he was he was a punching bag for opposing uh, offenses. He, they were just it – was, it was just target practice for opposing quarterbacks. Robert Alford, he – Played in 15 games in 2018, and at at one point he was giving up the most receiving yards in the NFL. Not like on his team or in the NFC South. The most in the in the, in in the NFL, 887 yards he allowed in his final season for the Atlanta Falcons. Um, just you know, quarterbacks targeting him completed 67 percent of the passes. He gave up eight touchdowns. It was a rough year for him. So to expect. Now, he's not coming off like a big knee injury or anything like that, but he did come off. He had the pec injury last year that ended his season. Robert Alford, like to expect him to come in and be the player that's going to slow down opposing offenses' pass game is, uh, is really, really unrealistic. Uh, if he can be a, a piece, if he can be like a rotational guy, uh, if he can be out there in the nickel defense and, and try to slow things down, he, he might be okay. Robert Alford used to be really good. Like the duo of him and Desmond Trufant was a really good tandem in the NFL. And after really things fell off, like after the 28-3 just debacle against New England, nobody was really the same in Atlanta. And Robert Alford's part of that. Like he was really bad after that. Yeah. And it's interesting. You know, there's a couple of interesting, interesting things you say. Number one, about the contract, that happens to everybody. So let's push that aside. Okay. Too much money, not the output, but some people are some you know gyms are a little lenient owners are like you know what he was good 
but not worth the money. So we already paid him his guarantee. So let's let him walk. That's not necessarily an original story. This part about the excitement of the unknown for a guy that's underperformed, as you mentioned, for the last you know, 18 months that he was on the field season and a half, that's troubling, obviously. Tyler Lockett, Cooper Cup, Brandon Ayuk, twice a year. That's six games that the wide receiver two for interdivision foes will be have to be def- will have to be defended by Robert Alford. Unless they want to move Byron Murphy outside, unless they make a signing before the season starts, unless Darkwes Denard somehow drops into cor- and, and plays cornerback too. Okay. Tyler Lockett, Brandon Ayuk, and Robert Woods or Cooper Cup. Not ideal. And that's the uncomfortable truth that it doesn't matter what their out of division schedule is, even though it's a murderer's row. That's what they're going to have. Oh, Julio Jones, week one. That's just off the top. That's seven out of 17 games that the Cardinals will have an inferior matchup on the outside. Before we even scratch the surface of anything else, sure, let's see if the offense can get better this year. Let's see if the pass rush. If the pass rush isn't excellent, the Cardinals are going to give up 30 points a game, it seems like. The cornerbacks are important, and Steve Keim has just completely refused to address it completely refused. And that's why when you look at Zayvon Collins at 16, it's going to come back to that. Because regardless of if Zayvon Collins is a fringe pro bowler this year, if Greg Newsom is a fringe pro bowler this year, that would have had a better impact on this defense. Right? I mean, it's it's as cut and dry in that as that, isn't it? There were corners there that the Cardinals could have taken that would have been an immediate upgrade for that cornerback room. You bring Malcolm Butler in at 31 to be CB2 or CB1, CB2 in waiting, then you're cooking with gas. Yeah, yeah, I'm not so convinced. We're not hearing a bunch about Greg Newsom as far as Brown's camp, and they added some corners, free agency, and really added on to that defensive secondary. I, you know, obviously you knew about the two top corners in this draft and then Caleb Farley, who we're going to see probably in week one for Tennessee. But uh, can can Robert Alford, the biggest question is, can he be better than Drake Kirkpatrick was last year? And I think you're probably going to get about the same production. And it's that's what that's that's kind of what a lot of the le- the teams in the league are doing. And the, I, I don't understand it. I'm not sure why you're comfortable with one guy just kind of being uh abused on the outside but look if if Robert Alfred can kind of figure out or find where he was in 2016 2017 that was a long time ago now yeah. um then the Arizona Cardinals have something but to think that this guy and Robert Alfred at his age at this stage in his career coming off of not playing for two seasons i think that's just completely unrealistic and uh the Arizona Cardinals are in trouble and you're going to have to you're going to hope that Byron Murphy takes a step forward, as you mentioned, and then the two guys that you drafted, Tay Gowan and Marco Wilson, can make an impact because it can't. If you're just relying solely on on Robert Alford, the Arizona Cardinals' defensive secondary is going to be in for a long season. Alex Clancy, Bob Rock, Locked On Cardinals. We'll talk to you tomorrow.